Grace and peace to you. God bless you. Welcome to Midweek in the Word. This is also, um, to put a date on the message, this is Women's History Month. But aside of acknowledging that, I want to come out of a topic tonight, and I'm going to take it completely out of context. This is Apostle Delisa. But I'm going to take this scripture completely out of context. But I want you to go with me because God has taken us somewhere in this word. Amen. The scripture is coming out of 2 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 10. And it simply says this. If a man doesn't work, neither shall he eat. Now, when I was coming up in my Pentecostal background, um, that scripture to me meant that if you don't work, you don't eat like it was verbatim. What you read is what God meant. And I still believe that. I still believe that God has equipped um, each of us, even if there may be some limitations, but we God has given us all the ability to um to harvest from the seed of our doings, the seed of our actions. And I believe we all have work. That work may look different. Um, that work may look like being an encourager. That work may look like um, an assignment to the marketplace, to the workplace, to the seven mountains of culture. Um, that assignment may be to your family and there's a work there. Um, so I, I don't want you to think of a nine to five course that's what it can mean but it's not, that's not always what it means okay so i want you to take the limitations off take the brakes off and let god be god but in this particular example uh, of where i want to go tonight i want to look at the work that is required in maintaining relationships if any of you have been following me those of you who are my members of my church you know that i believe in work to be an apostolic people you have a work assignment you must have a work ethic throughout the the new testament and you've heard me say this time and time again and i'll continue to say it that jesus christ called workers okay he even prayed when he recognized that there was a shortage of laborers he said the harvest is plentiful but the laborers are few and he asked the lord to send in laborers so when i'm talking tonight about if a man doesn't work i'm talking about the labor and I want to speak more specifically on laboring in relationships. Now, that can mean romantic relationships, um, familial relationships with your family and loved ones. It can mean we talked a few weeks ago about that, um, uh, the brotherhood type of uh, relationship. Uh, we talked about the, um, you know, ministry relationships, work relationships, just the way that you relate. Okay, the art of relating, your own personal art. Of relating to people so with that being said I want you to look at the scripture again second Corinthians uh, Thessalonians chapter 3 verse 10 if a man doesn't work and I want you to ref to to reframe that to think of labor okay neither shall he eat so if we would take this out of context and apply it to the realm and the art and the practice of maintaining relationships that tells me that if I don't do the work to maintain my relationships, neither shall I eat. Now, this word eat, I want you to look at it. I want you to reframe it a little bit differently. Okay, this is kind of a paradigm shift. I want you to look at it in the realm of harvesting or being satisfied or being fulfilled or, or enjoying the fruit of one's labor. Okay, or the results or the consequences. So if a man doesn't work, 
if a man doesn't labor in his relationships, he cannot enjoy the fruit of that relationship. Does that make sense? So now you see where we're going. I took the scripture and, and, and we're looking at it through a different set of lenses because I believe that many of us are expecting harvests of relationships and we have not labored in those relationships. Say amen or ouch or say both. Why? Because when you think about your relationship with the Lord, let's just start there. Our very first primary relationship should be that with the Lord. So if we're expecting breakthroughs, blessings, miracles, empowerment to get health, wealth, and all the other things that we're believing God for, and we know that we are, then there, there's our expectation, but where is the labor? Are we honoring the Lord? Do we submit to him? Are we obedient? Are we in partnership? Are we aligned with heaven, uh, you know, as earth? So if we're expecting a harvest of a relationship from the Lord, whatever that harvest looks like, maybe you believe in God for some finances. Maybe you believe in God for some material things. Maybe you believe in God for um, some relationships or health or whatever. Then in order for you to eat from that or to receive fruit from that or to enjoy the harvest or to have a satisfying result from that, there must be a labor. There must be a labor in your relationship with the Lord. And that's going to look like being obedient, right? Doing what God is requiring you to do. It's really just that simple people of God. We come, we're the ones who complicate it. But if God is saying arise and go, then that's exactly what he means. Arise and go. If God is saying draw back, retreat, uh, uh, um, stand still, that's exactly what God means. And so when we are in compliance with what the government of heaven is requiring us to do, then we can enjoy the benefits and we can enjoy the results of it. Right. So if but if a man doesn't work, neither, neither shall he eat. So if I'm not if I'm out of compliance, if I am not doing the things that God is requiring me to do. Or if I'm, because sometimes we have to do things and if you have to do it, you might as well not do it, right? If you're lukewarm, he does what? He rejects you. So God either wants you to do it or just don't do it, but make a choice. You know, you have to decide, choose you this day who you're going to serve. You, you, you have to decide. You have to choose a side. You can't, you can't, there's no magic in the middle. So if we are disobedient or if we are honoring our own wants and wills and wishes, but yet we're expecting fruit, the Bible says we cannot eat. That's a principle. What I want you to look at this tonight, this is a principle. If a man doesn't work, neither shall he eat. It's a principle. And this principle is not contingent upon salvation. It's just a principle that what you don't put in, you don't get out. It's just that simple, people of God. So again, when we look at our relationships with the Lord, number one being our primary relationship, right? And we're not in alignment. We're not fulfilled fully in walking in obedience. We are compromising, okay? We are making concessions. We are making, um, you know, our own assumptions of what God wants us to do because it's maybe something we don't want to do. And, but we're still expecting God bless me, breakthrough for me, uh, empower me, uh, make me wealthy. You know what I'm saying? Give me open doors, strengthen, enlarge. And we don't see that then who's at fault. Okay. So that's one thing. And you know where you are with that. You know where you are with that. Either you're not eating as a result of not laboring or you're not eating because there are some demonic things going on, okay? 
that's a whole nother conversation because if you are laboring and you're not enjoying the fruit, then you have a thief. And so in order to, in, in order to capture that thief or in order to judge the thief, according to the word of God, you've got to capture him. That means you have to identify it. That's labor in and of itself. So you've got to identify it. Where is, you know, who is the thief? How did he get in and what did he take? So there's a work even in that. Okay. So understand if you're laboring in your relationship with the Lord, you, um, you know, you're working in it. You're, you're complicit. You're, you're obedient. You're submissive and all of that. You, according to this principle, this is Paul taught. He released this principle according to the principle you should eat. There should be some fruit manifesting, harvesting. There should be some breakthroughs. There should be some blessings. There should be some great things happening in your life as a result of that work. All right. Now, let's talk about what I really want to talk about. Let's talk about what we see happening in our relationships, because, again, we're looking for, um, you know, good quality, high quality relationships. But where is the labor? Who has put in that work? Who will put in that work to maintain the relationship with the best friend? I was talking to my youngest daughter today and we were talking about how to make we were talking this is where this message birthed from because I was telling her I said you know what so many times people want good close relationships I want a best friend or I want a spouse with a really good strong marriage or I want a relationship with a, a strong sister or brother in the Lord and that's what we want that's the fruit of it that we, we we move completely from the beginning to the end we look at the expected end but we fail to 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 understand and realize what it takes to get there you just don't start out in life with a best friend you don't just start out in life with a strong prayer warrior as your best intercessor. You just don't start out going to the end. There is some work. There is a labor and there's a, there's a maintenance after that relationship has been established. So once that relationship has been established with your bestie or with your spouse or with your intercessor partner, prayer partner or whomever, business partner, uh, work partner or whatever, then once that relationship has been established, there is a maintenance to that. And that's really where the work comes in. There's not much work required when you meet somebody and you feel kindred spirits like, wow, my spirit really resonates with yours. You have a Jonathan David or Mary Elizabeth type of situation where your, your, your inner man is leaping. Your belly leaps, right? You feel like, wow, this is, I, you know, I met her or I met him and I really feel like there's a strong connection here. Right. There's a, and I, you know, I'm not just talking about a romantic relationship or connection, but there's a strong like you, you've got similar business minds. You've got similar kingdom works minds. You've got similar, um, you know, uh, uh, um, hobby minds like you all really connect on a deep level. You know, not just, hey, how are you? It's so nice to see you. But when you all connect, something great happens, like when the two of you or the several of you get together there's some great things that take place. Okay. So once you identify and you begin to, to establish this relationship, then what happens? Because even in that, during that time, it doesn't just gel or mesh and becomes solid. There's a work that may mean a, a follow-up phone call. It may mean a dinner date. It may mean um, you know, some type of meeting or, you know, some type of constant interaction to continue to strengthen that relationship for whatever it needs to be, for whatever your vision is for that relationship, for whatever your outlook and your outcome is for that relationship. There is a work that needs to go into it. 
Um, I can give you multiple examples of times I have come in contact with people and, and I meet them and I know in my knower that there's something else that God is doing. It's not just a casual meeting. Okay. And I'm, you know, you may say, well, man, where is she going with this? Well, you ask great questions. I'm going with this because, and this is what I was sharing with my daughter earlier. Many of God's people are missing out on, on chosen vessels. I ministered a while back about borrowed um, vessels. Okay. Many of God's people are missing out because number one, we don't, we don't want to do the work. That's his point blank period. We want Jesus to do everything. Jesus fix it. Take the wheel. Take the car. Take the transmission. We want Jesus to do everything. And Jesus said it is finished. And he gave us the commission to go. So that's number one. Many of us are expecting so many breakthroughs. And we want to eat from the fruit of good solid relationships. But we fail to do the work. And I feel that many of us are missing appointed destined uh, 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 meetings and, and interactions and visitations, thank you, Holy Spirit. Many of us are missing appointed, destined visitations because we don't want to do the work. We want the fruit. We want to eat, but we don't want to do the work. And so I believe that many of God's people are in seasons where they're they're like in remedial seasons. And some of them, I'm hearing God said say that some of them are in holding patterns, like you're in a holding cell. And you're frustrated because you see a lot of movement around you like folks. I'm telling you, for those who are willing to do the work and people of God in this hour, it's going to take work because there are so many broken people and so many distrustful people that when you're connecting, they're almost looking at you to say, who sent you? What do you want? And I know that because I've been there. What do you want when you have had multiple seasons of being let down and being um discouraged right and, and and experiencing disappointment you're almost like you're almost to the point to where you're ready to forego anything new because you look i don't have time i'm hitting 50 hard or i'm hitting, hitting 60 like i've lived half of my life you know what i'm saying and i've made multiple multiple mistakes i'm in a place where i'm learning from them now and if you're coming into my life and you say God sent you or you feel like there's something that God is doing, I need you to mean business because I don't have time to play. And so there are many who have had multiple uh, uh, um, experiences of disappointment and discouragement and disloyalty. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And so there's a there's a reservation there in terms of connecting with people new. And, and for some of that, it is God. He's like, whoa, nope, that is not what I'm doing. Pass. But for others, God is saying, yes, you've been dis you've been disappointed. You've experienced disloyalty. That was in the wilderness season. You're in Canaan now. I'm doing something new. I am strengthening you and I'm bringing armies to you. I'm arranging and I'm putting things in array for you. And so you have to know the difference. And so for some folks that just don't want to do the work, that's number one. Number two, there's some folks who have been so broken and so battered to where they don't even want to try it no more. They're like, you know what, God, it's just me and you, Jesus, you know, my foe and no more. And, and they, they just have picked up a bitterness in their spirit and a willful mistrust even of God when God is bringing new people into the life. Like they're like, um, uh-uh, Lord, you know, and, and Gideon felt like that. Gideon was like, God, I have, have experienced so much failure to where even though you're talking to me, you got to prove to me it's you. And you said it, say out your amen, God, this is you, so show me a sign. Like you have experienced so much distrust and disloyalty and disappointment to where you even distrustful of God and you know it's God but something in you has has cultivated a fear of of the new new <laughs> and you just don't want to try it no more 
And so even when God is saying go, you're like, no, no, God, I'm good right here. Leave me alone, Jesus. Let me just stay where I'm. Let me just stay saved right here. Right. Because it doesn't you because where you are doesn't require any work to stay where you are. And again, that comes from that that slowful, lazy spirit um, and that that reluctant and that um, what's the other word that um, there's another word complacent. I just don't want to do, I don't, you know, I'm content. God has so much more. God has released. God is releasing and God is going to continue to release. But because you have experienced, you know, heartache, pain, disappointment, or what have you, you're like, God, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done. Like, I don't want to do that. Right. So there's a place where we need to get delivered from all of that stuff that the enemy has set us up in to experience disappointment to where even when God wants to do something new, you don't even want to go with God no more. <laughs> you don't want to go to a, you don't want to go with people you don't want to go with yourself you don't want to go with God you just don't want to you're like God I'm not I'm good I'm not I'm gonna stay okay so that's another reason why there are many of God's people and, I, and some of you are actually listening to me right now there is so much more God has in store for you period but because of what you've experienced like you're still traumatized by your past and you cannot change what happened but you should not allow what has happened to change you are you hearing god you cannot allow what they did she did he did all of them did okay you cannot allow that to hold you back from what god has in store for you or shame on you you can't blame the enemy because god is giving you the the green light god is giving you passage i'm hearing god said i'm giving you passage into a new season new territory new avenues new people but you won't go and god is not going to lift your feet and make you go he's not going to god is not going to move your feet for you and so you can stay there and you will be saved and you will die and you will go to heaven, but you will not touch the greater works that God has for you if you refuse to do the work, people of God. So what I feel God is saying to many of you is I'm doing a new thing. And I know that, listen, even with me saying it, I'm like, really, God, that's all you got. <laughs> you know, even I get tired of hearing it, but he is because for where he wants you where he has assigned you, th there's this new move coming. It's not going to look like anything that you've ever had. And for some of you, it's going to intimidate you and downright frighten you because it's going to break. It's going to shatter your norm. Good God almighty. Who am I talking to? He It's going to shatter your norm. And it's not going to look like anything from the past because God says, I'm doing a new thing. Old things are passing away. And in the passing away, God wants to heal you so you can let him pass it away from you. There are some of you that God is trying to pass, but not trying because God doesn't try. Either he does or he doesn't. But there are some of you that God has been attempting to pass some things away from you and you're still holding on to it. I don't know. There's like a weird... um you know, uh, nostalgic feeling that some of you have where you just, you don't want to let it go. And God said, I need you to let that go because I need you to develop a tenacity and a courage to grab hold to working and laboring for what I'm doing for you. These relationships that God is going to form and bring into your life, you're going to have to do work. God is going to help you identify it, but you're going to have to do the work. Okay. So I want you to be able to get into a place where you can flow with God and go with God and experience what he has for you in this new season. The winter is breaking. Spring is springing. 
Seasons are changing and so should you. You, my friend, are a part of the earth. You are. You and I were shaped and formed from the earth. If you're a brother, you were formed. If you're a woman, you were fashioned. Okay? We all come from the earth. Earth goes through seasons and cycles as long as the earth shall remain, seed time and harvest. That's not just for the earth ground that we look at. That's also for you and me. You will go through seasons and cycles and it will be a constant change so that we can evolve, adapt and survive. And But if you're unwilling to do the work that needs to be done in your winter season, if you're unwilling to do the work that needs to be done in your spring season, if you're unwilling to do the work that needs to be done in your summer and your fall season, you're going to miss out. And it's going to be nobody's fault but your own because God right now is giving you the tool. He is equipping you and he's imparting you through this message to stand up. And put your hand in your arms in his. He's going to lead you. Well, God, I'm afraid. Whenever I connect with people, it seems like they hurt me. So God is saying, that's why I'm connecting you because you don't know how to choose people. You still choose people based out of your trauma. You're looking for somebody to lift you up, but I may be sending you there to lift them up. Or the both of you are going to lift each other up. See, when you form relationships out of a trauma response, you're going to always look for somebody to help you. Now, I'm not saying that God won't send people in your life to help you. I said, if you are forming relationships from a trauma response. So what does that mean? Get healed from the trauma. Get healed from the pain. I'm not saying forget it because you can't forget it. It's embedded in your memory. We don't want you to forget because those things are going to shape you and form you and give you the resilience that you need. It's going to give you the strength that you need, the tenacity, right? The boldness that comes out of surviving what you went through. So I don't want you to forget it, but I want God to heal you from the harm and heal you from the pain of it. So that when you choose people and when they help you, you're able to help them as well. It's not one sided. There's a mutual reciprocity. You may hear me say that a lot. That means that both of you are going to work together. Not you help me, pray for me, get me, deliver. No, we're not doing that. We're not the me, me. We're not, we're not me, me's. Okay. We're chosen people of God, a holy nation, royal priesthood. Okay. So I want you to be encouraged this, with this word, Second Thessalonians, that if a man should not work, neither shall he eat. I want you to look at your late, your patterns of labor. I want you to look at your patterns of labor in everything, in everything, in everything. What are you really, really doing work in? Where are you working? And I don't mean your place of employment. Okay, or your place of business. But where are you working? Where in your relationships, paradigms and systems and platforms and fields, where are you working and what's working for you and what's not working for you? And then step back and do an assessment. Be Analyze. Okay, so my relationship with her is not working because I never wish her a happy birthday. I never checked in on her. I never sowed seed into her. I never called her to say, hey, girl, I'm checking on you. Or my relationship with him is not working because I blocked him or because, I, you know, I never support him. Or, I, you know, I want you to really analyze those important relationships. We all have relationships and each relationship has levels of priority. You got your inner circle, outer circle, and then you have the community. So I want you to look at that in terms of the folks in your inner and outer circle. You're always going to have the community, the, the folks on the outside, your associates. But for those folks who are in your inner and outer circle, I want you to look at that. What do those relationships look like? And then honestly evaluate what, how much work have I put into that? Like, what have I done? Because I'm expecting, I'm expecting to eat from that relationship. What have I done? All right. 
I pray this word has been a blessing to you. I pray it will challenge you. Amen. I pray it will cause you to look at the word of God a little bit differently. Look at it a little bit deeply, but also look at yourself. Examine yourself. See where you are in the faith. All right. You sowing a seed. Thank you. God bless you. The Love Church Charlotte is fertile ground. God will richly bless you. Our cash tag is TLC Charlotte. Amen. And if you want to sow online, go to www.tlccnc.org. And we'll come back at the next time with the word of the Lord for the people of God. God bless you.